You are listening to the Mindful Minute, meditations created for everyday joy. I'm Meryl Arnett, mama, meditator, and co-owner of Sacred Chill West. This podcast is recorded from my live Monday night meditation class, where we have a brief discussion followed by a 20-minute guided meditation. Be sure to listen to the end of today's episode to find out how you can join the next virtual meditation class for free. All right, officially welcome. Happy Monday, happy April, happy spring. I'm glad to be here with all of you. Thank you for showing up. So we are kicking off a new meditation series this month called Passion and Paychecks about being mindful at work. And um, it's not really me this month. It is Tiffany, who you guys already know from meditating with her, but maybe you don't know that this is what Tiffany actually does, aside from being a spectacular meditation teacher. She also studies workplaces and work and equity and relationships and well-being within the workplace. And I was having a conversation with her about this idea of, of what we most need in terms of being mindful at work. And her ideas were so prolific and so deep and came from a place that I wasn't coming from because I haven't worked in a corporate job in a really long time, right? And she just brought so much to the table that I thought it was really her that needed to do this series. And so I'm calling it co-teaching, but really she is doing this series and I might put my two cents in here and there, but this is her series. She teaches a class right before this. So she'll be joining us in three, four, five minutes or so. But in the meantime, I thought I would take a minute just to at least give a lay of the land, right? So what I was thinking for this series was when I looked back at my own work experience, which was, you know, I did um, PR in the food and beverage industry for almost 10 years. And then I became a full-time yoga teacher and meditation teacher. And then I opened a studio and now I'm working on an app. And in these different roles and with these different teams and, and different people, I noticed some really interesting similarities. And so when I was thinking about what do we really want to talk about? You know, one of the most common questions I get is like, how do you quit your job and become a yoga teacher? Or how do you quit your job and teach meditation full time? Or how do you quit your job and insert XYZ dream job? Which is such a hard question to answer. And I thought that before we go to that place, why don't we start where we all are, which is in the job we currently have. Before we start talking about quitting anything or making any drastic changes in our career path, what if we start to really wake up in the position we're currently in? Regardless of whether that means, you know, the real struggle is that everyday pervasive load of stress that work places on you. Or if it's the tension between my passions, my hobbies, my interest, and what I do in my nine to five. Or it's I'm doing the thing I love and yet I'm spending all day having to do all these tasks that aren't the actual thing that I love. 
It's pulling me away from the things that I love. There's so many different elements that can detract from the experience we're actually having. And so what I'm wanting us to be able to have is a conversation and an exploration about where we actually are and what mindfulness tools, what meditation tools give us the gift of in our work life. So without further ado, Tiffany. Hi, everybody. Good to see you. Good to be here with y'all tonight. I mean, I'm always, I'm usually here with y'all tonight, but <laughs> on nights, on these nights, but it's good to be here sharing space in this way too. Thank you, Meryl, for inviting me to be a part of this month series. I think it's, I love the name. I love this idea of this exploring the tensions between passions and paychecks. So I'm excited to talk about it this month. So I... When when um, when Marilyn and I were talking about this at first, I was like, oh, my gosh. So this quote came to mind, this quote that I um, I've been used that I've been using in this paper that I've been trying to get published for like the past 10 years, essentially. Um, so I do I do research on work and equity in the workplace. And this paper that we've been trying to me and my co-authors have been trying to get published at the beginning of the paper, we used to have this quote by this um, person by the last name of Flum. And the quote is, to work is to relate. To work is to relate. And that quote has really stuck with me in my own professional life uh, ever since then. Because, you know, I feel like I have definitely been someone who has explored this tension between passion and paycheck in several different parts of my career. And when I read that quote, I felt like it was a read because I felt like it was a read because in my, as I've been going through my own kind of like exploration between like, what is it that, you know, that I'm supposed to do? What is it that I want to do? And how do I go about doing that work? What continues to come up for me is this idea that how you relate to one thing is how you relate to many other kinds of things. So every single week this month, what we're going to be invited to explore is how we relate to our work selves, how we relate to our workplaces, to the people that we work with, and to the organizations that we work with and for. But first, what does it mean to relate? Right. I use that word a lot and I never really look at, looked at the definition for it. It means to make or show a connection with. Right. It means to identify with. It means to have rapport with <laughs> and to respond to. So the real question that we're asking ourselves then is how do we have and show a connection with our work? Do we, do we think about the part of ourselves that shows up to work, that, does, that has been working for, for however many years? How do we build rapport with the people that we work with, with the organizations that we work with, with the industries that we work with, or, or not? Because, like I said, you know, we talk about like yoga and meditation. People often say like the mat is a mirror, right? But 
I have noticed and seen, and I'm going to give you an example, how because our workplaces, because in this society, we spend so much time in them, right? And because we're socialized to be workers from the time we hit K through 12 education, there is a really strong kind of pull on, on those relationships. And so the ways in which we show up to those relationships, the ways in which we connect with our work will show up in other in our personal relationships, our friendships, our relationships with our with our beloveds, etc. For example, I have been in academia for almost 11 years now. And in academic writing, you are trained, some of you will know this, you are trained to think very critically about what you are writing. In academic writing and reading, you are trained to kind of tear apart, to be very critical of whoever has written, to ask lots of questions, to see the imperfections. No matter how beautiful it is, your job is to find out what's wrong. What did they do wrong? And I remember after a few years of being socialized to do this, how I began to do that with my, with my family. I started to do that with my dad, with my sister, with my brother. What's wrong, even no matter how hard you try to show up in my life, what did you do wrong, right? How did you show up wrong today? What, what, what could have been done better? And so the idea here is that if we are in this space between passion and paycheck and we wanna go to, the, to, the, to whatever the other side is, the grass is always greener on the other side, if we're not aware of the patterns that are coming up in this particular side of how we're connecting with our work on this particular side, it is very likely that those same patterns will show up on the other side as well, right? And what we thought was greener will become a hot mess, right? It'll need some treatment as well. <laughs> the caveat here is that I'm not talking about you're in a toxic workplace, if you have abusive supervisors, et cetera, et cetera. This is not what I'm referring to. I'm referring to workplaces that, you know, for the most part are okay. They're not, it's not harmful physically and psychologically, but it just feels like you're just kind of in this place between. So to be between passions and paycheck is definitely a liminal space. And it's a space that I know can feel really scary, but it's also, I want to say a really courageous space to be able to say like, I feel like I'm in between something here. Like there's something that I feel like I'm not getting that I that I that I really want. But liminal spaces, these third spaces, how can this month, how can we be in between in such a way where we notice ourselves relating to where we are and we're able to creatively craft Right. If I'm in the on like the on the on on the paycheck side and I'm looking at a passion that seems far away, what are ways that I can notice parts about my passion that can be infused into the place that I'm in right now? And vice versa. Right. If I'm in a passion and I feel like I'm not getting paid, what are ways that I might infuse more of more of the paycheck into where I am right now? Uh, when we were in yoga teacher training. One of my, my, we all had to do a closing Dharma talk and it sticks to me to this day. The one that I did was this one, it's called the fourth, it's called the fourth place. And it talks about this research of being in third places, being basically being in liminal spaces, not being at work, not being at home, but being in a third space, being between passions and paychecks. You are, you are in third space. You're not, you're, you don't feel, it, it can feel scary 
risky, dangerous, uncertain. And what I find to be really fascinating is this idea of what many yoga sages and meditation sages talk about is this fourth place. This fourth place, which is the soul, which is the self, capital S self, that has been here with us from, from the moment we came into this earth and the moment that we leave this earth, it will always be here with us. If we are in a place that feels risky, scary, unknown, not as steady, what more could we ask for than to touch into that steady place within, that fourth place within that is always with us to really understand what that person, what that part of us, what that, how that person and part of us creates certain patterns in the workplace, right? What that, what that part of us really, really wants, really, truly desires, how that part of us might actually sabotage really great opportunities if we're not careful, right? So what greater part to start with? What greater kind of part of ourselves to tap into than that which is super, super steady when we're in between or when it feels like we're in between two binary kind of opposite spaces when it comes to our work? Gratefully, as we all know, meditation is the practice for that, right? It is a practice for coming and relating, getting to know that steady part of us. What have you always really wanted? What is actually really important to you? How do I show up in ways that are great and in ways that are not so great to my workplace, right? Getting to know that part of self and doing so because meditation says we do this without judgment with deep and fierce love for ourselves. As the truths come up about how we relate to our work, can we, can we hold ourselves in deep, deep compassion? So while we're, we're gonna explore how we relate to all kinds of parts of work this month, the foundation is today. The foundation is to first, before we try to worry about any other kind of workspace, worry about and think about that steady, part of us within, to really get to know and witness and be in relationship with ourselves first and to do that on a consistent basis. So tonight, that's what we're going to do. We're going to practice, meditate, and tap into that steady space within that allows us to be in this really, really courageous liminal space. Yeah. So we'll go ahead and get started. Come to a comfortable seat. Now, you can sit with your legs crossed. You can sit with legs out straight. You can sit on a chair, on a couch. And let your hands rest somewhere on your body that feels super supportive, right? It can be on your, on your lap, on your, on your chest, on your belly. And if you'd like, you can close your eyes or you can keep a soft gaze to the ground, eyes still open. Notice what would feel best for you in this moment. And together as a group, let's take a deep breath in through the nose here. And exhale, release the breath with an audible sigh. Mm. 
Again, take a deep breath in through the nose here. And exhale, release the breath with an audible sigh. Good, and ever so gently. Let go of trying to control the breath here. And begin to take the posture of a witness. If the breath is a comfortable part of your embodied experience to witness, the invitation here is to begin to witness it. Notice the inhales and the exhales here. And notice the spaces between each inhale and exhale. These spaces may not always feel comfortable. Yet they are inherent to the rhythm of our breath and our breathing. Notice how the pattern of breathing for some of us may be a teacher for being between something like passion and paychecks as well. Continuing to breathe here, begin to notice where your hips meet that which is holding you. Notice if you're holding on to any tension in your hips and your legs and your feet.
And still, there's nothing to do here that invite those parts of your body. Give them permission to let go in their own time. Again here, you you simply witness. And as you inhale, you might lengthen through your spine, letting the crown of your head reach towards the sky. to the face and the muscles in the face and notice, just notice, witness if you're holding on to any part of your day, your week, your month thus far, get real curious. Gently bring your awareness down to your shoulders. If you'd like on your inhale, you might bring your shoulders up towards your ears and on the exhale, you might draw them back and down. If you wanna do that a couple of times, feel free. Simply witness the body and how it feels after you after you move your shoulders up, back and down. Notice the space at the center of your chest. You might feel expansion there. You might feel tightness there. Again, the invitation is to witness. What do you feel? What's here?
If you're ready to keep moving, you might gently draw your awareness to your belly, noticing, witnessing what sensations are here. Giving this part of your body permission to be as authentic and true to itself as it wants to be. And one more time, bring awareness to your hips, to your legs, to your, to your feet. Notice how they feel now. Get a sense for where your whole body is in space between heaven and earth. Notice where your body is. Begin to bring awareness to what you hear. From this physical space between, you as this kind of steady being, physically and spiritually, notice what you hear, what sounds are around you. Next, if you'd like, you can begin to bring your awareness to what you see. And even if your eyes are closed, what do you see behind closed eyelids? 
who and or what do you see? And here we're witnessing with, with non-judgment and as much compassion. Gently, if you'd like, bring your awareness back to your breath, to noticing the inhales and the exhales. We're going to move into a period of about five minutes of silence. And the invitation here is to continue to witness the thoughts, the sensations, the to-do list, right? All of these parts of you that are kind of making themselves known in your practice. It's all really important data. And so in these next four minutes now, while I'm quiet, we'll all be quiet. And you'll notice and feel your breath and you'll notice what kind of thoughts or anything that kind of distracts you and pulls you away. And every time you notice, there is no judgment in being distracted. Give thanks for noticing and then gently bring yourself back to your breath over and over and over again.
gently bring your awareness back to the breath if you find that you've drifted off into noticing a thought, a sensation, a to-do list item, an email that needs to be sent. Just bring yourself back to the breath. Notice the inhales and the exhales if that feels comfortable for you. And notice again the spaces between. If you slumped over during your practice, you might inhale once more and lengthen through your spine, letting the crown of your head reach up towards the sky. Notice where your hips still planted, rooted firmly in that which is holding you. As your entire body sits between these two spaces. Notice that you are still here. If you'd like, you can bring your palms together at the center of your chest, bow your head ever so slightly to this sacred space. Give thanks to yourself for showing up to witness that which is steady in the spaces between. Give thanks for all who are here with us tonight in this community, for all who have been here before and all who will be here in the future. We'll close out our practice with one deep cleansing breath. Take a deep breath and through the nose. Exhale, release the breath with a sigh, release your practice been an honor and a delight to share space with you. May peace be with you. Thanks, you all. Tiffany, thank you so much. Thanks for listening to the Mindful Minute. If you're enjoying these episodes, consider joining me for the recording of this podcast every Monday night during my live virtual meditation class. If you tune in for the live class, you get the bonus content that isn't included in the podcast episodes. There's always time for Q&A, and there's always the chance to connect with me personally. I would love to see your faces. And better yet, if you leave me a review of this podcast, screenshot it, email it to Meryl at MerylArnett.com. You get your first class with me for free. Email your review to Meryl, M-E-R-Y-L at MerylArnett, M-E-R-Y-L-A-R-N-E-T-T.com. Get your first class for free. You can find out the schedule, how to register, all of that good stuff by going to my website, MerylArnett.com. Thanks again for listening. I'll see you next week.